Pula. It's Kaipacha with the weekly Pele report for uh, Wednesday, October 26th of 2022. And uh, yeah, I'm down here at the confluence. And that is always been considered, you know, a sacred area by the indigenous peoples where uh, two rivers join and come together. Uh, and I'm doing that here with the moon in the water sign of Scorpio. How about that solar eclipse yesterday? Woo! Conjunct Venus. Powerful. I'm still feeling it. Anyway, um, yeah, she's going to stay in Scorpio until tomorrow, Thursday. She's going to move into Sagittarius and uh, trying Jupiter. Uh, which is just very much on the edge. You know, Jupiter retrogrades back into Pisces tomorrow also. So I'm going to be talking about that Jupiter. Once Jupiter's in Pisces, of course, it's going to be conjunct Neptune, you know, for quite some time. Really, two months. Jupiter is in Pisces for two months. And we'll be stationing not that far away from Neptune. So... Anyway, back to the moon. <laughs> Moves through Sag, and on Saturday, bump, baps into Capricorn. Until stepping out, stepping out into Aquarius, okay, on Monday. And we're going to have uh, a moon square sun. And I want to read you the uh, Sabian symbol. Yeah, for that moon in, in Aquarius, in square to the sun. Um, the other things I want to talk to you about today, this could be like a pretty long paleo report. How about that guy? You know, that is a nice seat right there. Somebody carved out a little niche in the river. <laughs> and put their chair there and then left. <laughs> anyway... Where was I, babe? At? at Jupiter and Pisces, that's where I'm at. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Mars. I've been neglecting Mars, but today I need to talk about this Mars in Gemini because he's going to station retrograde on Sunday. Yeah? In square to Jupiter and Neptune. Ouch. Cadiddly hoppers. Yeah, I'm going to really talk about that Mars in Gemini. What else is going on? Mercury, the ruler of Gemini. Okay, going into Scorpio. So, yeah, uh, I got, a, I got a, lot to, a, a lot to bring forward here, and uh, let me get to it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, there's a lot to say today. There's a lot of uh, things to tie together that may appear to be not cohesive or coherent, but in actuality, if we sew the right threads, <laughs> we can make sense out of a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces in square to a Mars stationing to go retrograde in Gemini. Two, a solar eclipse yesterday in Scorpio with 
a lunar eclipse coming up, okay, on November 8th. Now, by the time there is this lunar eclipse, the moon will be exactly conjunct Uranus, okay, which is the higher octave of Mercury, the mind, which has gone into Scorpio today and will be conjunct the sun on the same day as the lunar eclipse. We had Venus conjunct the sun for the solar eclipse, and we've got Mercury conjunct the sun for the lunar eclipse. Very interesting. The heart and the mind. And like I said before, I think it was last week's Bailey Report, it's tricky, man. I do personal readings and webinars and chats. I don't know where I said what, but, you know, the new moon is setting the intention. Okay, you know, the solar eclipse was a time of, like, getting new revelation and going, okay, this is who I am and this is where I'm going and this is what I want. And then two weeks from now, that powerful total lunar eclipse is going to come back and go, oh, is that really what you want? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the, this is where the shit really hits the fan is going to be with the lunar eclipse. Yeah. Okay. So, and so it's interesting that the heart comes through with this solar eclipse. And I don't know if you felt it, but like I, you know, could have had a heart attack yesterday. I mean, it was just like my heart was like, I, I felt like attacked by the forces of death, by forces beyond my control, like my life and the world going out of control and very, you know, lots of fears were coming up for me with that solar eclipse. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but you know, now that heart space we need to deal with the mind. I want to talk to you about the mind today because Mars is moving through Gemini, okay, really from uh, middle of August to the middle of March, eight months of the warrior fiery energy in the sign of Gemini, Mercury, okay, mental, mental stimulation, you know, mental overwhelm, too much information. Ah! So, so it's been direct, but now it's going retrograde. And retrograde Mars, Mars likes to be direct. It likes to go out. More information, more information. Now it's time to digest and reflect on. Okay, and it's, you know, it's, it's retrograde for like six weeks or so, right? You know, I mean, I got dates here for you. Uh, Mars is retrograde until what? January 12th. It stations direct. So we have this long period. Actually, I, there's something about war associated with Mars retrograde because the energy that is normally uh, released is held in and held in and held in until God knows what. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So yeah, we have a retrograde Mars for 10 weeks, okay? And during that whole period of time, okay, it's really square Neptune. It came into square Neptune exactly on October 12th. Okay, now it stations square Neptune, goes retrograde the second time till November 20th. Then it kind of leaves Neptune, it goes all the way back to like eight degrees. 
but it comes back. And the third result, okay, the third pass is always the finish, the grand finale, okay, of Mars Square. Neptune is uh, uh, March 15th. Now, the lower expression of this Jupiter-Neptune-Mars action is propaganda. Yeah? Lies and deception, uh, you know, from the collective unconscious or the mass media, you know, really coming through this Mars in Gemini, which is the gadgets and the screens and the social media and everything. I mean, the, that's the, you know, that's the, that's the lower energetic. But I also want to talk about the higher energetic. And I want to tie it in with all this Scorpio, 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 Scorpio. South Node in Scorpio for a year and a half, Sun in Scorpio, Venus in Scorpio for a month, Mercury coming into Scorpio for a month, death, sex, other people's money, power struggles, greed, evil, the taboo, the underworld, the dark, all this kind of stuff. And uh, so I've been looking into death. I want to talk about death a little bit today. Yeah, um, I'm. Today's my last day. Actually, I'm, I'm jumping uh, on a plane tomorrow to go down to Mexico for the Day of the Dead. We've got Halloween coming up here in the United States, and uh, you know that's a kind of a big uh, uh, celebration. Especially they've made it for kids <laughs> more than for adults. But in Mexico, you really get the uh, I think the real thing. I'm actually going to a workshop on death, so I'll be talking about that maybe a little more. But I'm preparing for that workshop by reading what? Boom! <laughs> the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. Yeah, baby. I'm going to read to you today. I'm going to read a lot to you today, so if you like it, good. If you don't, too bad. You know, but... This, I'm, I'm just finding a lot of good stuff about here, and, and particularly this quote, because there's a quote of Sir Thomas More, who I was uh, named after. <laughs> it's on compassion. So the, the higher expression of this Jupiter-Neptune in Pisces is compassion. Yeah? And, of course, you know, squared to Mars and Gemini is active compassion. Not just sitting there feeling sorry for somebody or, you know, sympathetic or whatever, but, you know, actually coming out, you know, well, the guy says it better than me, right? Sogyal uh, Rinpoche, uh, amazing book. Oh, man. Anyway, caring for the dying makes you poignantly aware not only of their mortality, but also of your own. So many veils and illusions separate us from the stark knowledge that we are dying. When we finally know we are dying and all other sentient beings are dying with us, we start to have a burning, almost heartbreaking sense of the fragility and preciousness of each moment and each being. And from this can grow a deep, clear, limitless 
compassion for all beings. Sir Thomas More, I heard, wrote these words just before his beheading. In quotes, We are all in the same cart, going to execution. How can I hate anyone, or wish harm, or wish anyone harm? To feel the full force of your mortality, and to open your heart entirely to it, is to allow to grow in you that all-encompassing, fearless compassion that fuels the lives of all those who wish truly to be of help to others. Compassion, yeah? I'm going to go on a little bit more, skip a little bit because I like this part better. <laughs> to realize what I call the wisdom of compassion is to see with complete clarity its benefits as well as the damage that its opposite has done to us. We need to make a very clear distinction between what is in our ego's self-interest and what is in our ultimate interest. It is from mistaking one for the other that all our suffering comes. We go on stubbornly believing that self-cherishing is the best protection in life. But in fact, the opposite is true. Self-grasping creates self-cherishing, which in turn creates an ingrained aversion to harm and suffering. However, harm and suffering have no objective existence. What gives them their existence and their power is only our aversion to them. When you understand this, you understand then that it is our aversion, in fact, that attracts to us every negativity and obstacle that can possibly happen to us. <laughs> and fills our lives with nervous anxiety, Mars and Gemini, Square and Neptune, expectation, and fear. Mars also rules fear. Wear down that aversion by wearing down the self-grasping mind. Gemini and Mercury. Mercury going into Scorpio. And its attachment to a non-existent self. And you will wear down any hold on you that any obstacle and negativity can have. For how can you attack someone or something that is just 
not there. So this talks about, this is this connection, right? Compassion, a kind of being the opposite of self-grasping and self-cherishing. And then connecting this self-grasping to the mind, to the mind that creates these stories and these conspiracies. We are what we think in some ways. We are what we listen to and what we absorb and what we believe. This is the interesting thing I'm finding, right? I've, I always get down on the left brain, monkey mind, mental masturbation, mercury, blah, 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 blah. But it's, this is also having to do with Jupiter, my friends. <laughs> this is Jupiter and Sagittarius. This is also our beliefs. Because our mind creates a lot of our stories, judgment, guilt, and shame based on religious beliefs, religious conditioning. You know, not only was I reading about this Tibetan stuff and everything, I've been reading about Mary Magdalene and how she was a kind of a rich bitch or whatever, you know, and kind of had to give up her money and give up her position and her style and her sex to follow Jesus. There's all this kind of, whether it's Buddhist or Christian or whatever, it's just like, you know, don't, don't have too much Taurus. <laughs> don't have too much pleasure. Don't get too comfortable down here in these bodies, okay? Or cherish yourself or love yourself too much or you're, you know, you've got, when you enter the Bardos, okay, you know, or purgatory, you're going to like suffer. Interest, very interesting belief patterns going on here, yeah? So we want to really look at the mind because the mind really creates a lot, yeah? And when we die, I'm going to get to that at the end of today. I'm going to go back to that book. There is another quote of what happens to our mind, our reality, our consciousness when we die. The Tibetan Book of the Dead goes into it, yeah? But before I get to that, I want to just bring forward a little bit of... Uh, I brought my library down here because I'm leaving, and I'm leaving all these books. <laughs> this is my last chance to read a little bit, you know? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you uh, from the Aquarian teacher. Yeah, this is my Kundalini Yoga teacher training uh, guide. And it talks about, you know, in Kundalini Yoga, they talk about the seven, the ten bodies seven chakras ten bodies and three of these bodies are mind the negative mind the positive mind and the neutral mind what's that you might say well let me tell you <laughs> the negative mind is the protective mind longing to belong containment, and obedience. Can I determine if there is danger in a situation? What do I need to consider? The negative mind helps you to give form to the creativity of your soul body with the gifts of containment, form, and discernment. 
It instills in you a longing to belong, which in its highest expression drives you to connect very deeply with your own God self. It gives you patience to be obedient to your own inner guidance. If your negative mind is underdeveloped, your longing to belong can cause you to get into inappropriate, self-destructive relationships. Eclipses South Node in Scorpio because you are over-influenced by others. You aren't contained enough in your own center. If that applies to you, <laughs> the key to balancing it is to value your discipline. Develop conscious relationships with integrity. If the negative mind is overdeveloped, like you're too paranoid, <laughs> strengthen the positive mind. The positive mind. Devil or divine? Equality. Positivity. Am I open to all possibilities that life has to offer? Do I let these into my life? The positive mind sees the positive essence of all situations and beings. It is expansive and allows resources in. It gives you a strong will and allows you to use your power easily and humbly. It makes you naturally playful and optimistic and gives you a good sense of humor. It makes your communication strong and direct. If the positive mind is weak, it is like receiving a daily injection of poison. You can be overwhelmed by the input of your negative mind, which can be depressing and paralyzing. You may be angry and intolerant or hesitate to use your own power, your own heat, because you are afraid of the responsibility it brings or afraid that you might abuse it. Key to balancing. Strengthen the navel point. We've got Kundalini Yoga Kriyas uh, that balance that navel point, strengthen that navel point. Uh, they're on my website. Increase your self-esteem. Use positive affirmations. If the positive mind is overdeveloped, strengthen the negative mind. <laughs> right? You can see positive, negative. This is the Gemini, right? <laughs> Castor and Pollux, right? You know, uh, you know, one immortal, one mortal, one, you know, one on the light and, uh, and the other in the dark, right? You know, earthly, whatever. So, you know, let's get into the neutral mind, the meditative mind, the cup of prayer, 
service, compassion, integration. Do I allow myself to perceive and act upon inner wisdom? The neutral or meditative mind is the ultimate win-win mentality. From here you look at the whole play of life with compassion. The neutral mind evaluates the input of your negative and positive minds and the rest of the bodies as well and gives you guidance within nine seconds. It is a very intuitive vantage point and allows you to access your soul. If your neutral mind is weak, you may have a hard time making decisions. You'll have the habit of feeling victimized by life because you don't know how to integrate your experiences and find meaning in them. You may have a hard time seeing beyond the polarities of life on earth and tuning into the great cosmic scheme of things. Key to balancing the neutral mind. Meditate. <laughs> Sun is coming up, man. It was freezing up at the house and it's freaking boiling down here. Anyway sun in my eye. The mind, Mars moving through Gemini. Mercury, the ruler of Gemini, coming up closer to the sun, entering Scorpio. It's basically conjunct the sun now and getting closer and closer and closer to Kazemi. I'm on the lunar eclipse. And so we have this kind of energy, and I, and I, and I just really want to point and bring out the, the whole message for today, the whole message for this mantra and for this week and for this time period is to get beyond the mind. I have a body, I am not my body. I have thoughts, I am not my thoughts. I have beliefs, I am not my beliefs. I have lots of things. <laughs> But I, I am so much more than that. And here's where I want to come down into, you know, the degree that Mars is stationing at retrograde, but basically sitting there at the 26th degree for, I don't know, I mean, I think it's like almost a week. Okay, so it's there now, it's going to be there a little bit longer. Of course, Dane Ridger's uh, Sabian symbols. Frost covered trees against winter skies. The revelation of archetypal form and essential rhythm of existence. Externals are left behind. This is a step beyond pruning. It is rather a process of removal of all superficialities of existence. Gemini and the earth signs have to do with superficialities. Yeah. Cyclically, nature helps us to reach this state 
of bare reality. It is not that we experience the Buddha's void, sunya, but rather that we reach the essence of our individual being, the form of pure selfhood, which is the structuring power underneath all external features, all that belong to the leaf realm. That's why we have bare trees <laughs> against the sky. And why I'm speaking of death, because it brings us to our bare essential truth that is beyond mind. And it's amazing how Uranus is still conjunct the North Node in Taurus. And Taurus is this coming into our root essential core self and being self-sufficient. So it's really, you know, how all these things tie together. We see that the mind needs to be a tool and we need to be consciously directing it and using it from our spirit self. And our friends and our networks and our relationships have to be based on that core, pure truth that is the self. And we need to, in a way, separate that core, essential self from our beliefs, from our past, from our conditioning, from our fears. I mean, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, we need to, like, really... I remember the handbook for the new paradigm that, that first got me into it in the year 2000. You know, you know, he talked about the thought thinking itself. We need to become the thought thinking itself and observe that thought thinking itself. <laughs> this is pretty far out there, I know, but what the heck, man? Life is pretty far out there. People are having a hard time sleeping. People are getting super overwhelmed with the too much information and too many lies and too much confusion. Neptune is confusion. Okay, you know, in aspect two, it was in conjunct Mercury a couple days ago. Okay, you know, a week ago. Now Mercury is, you know, in conjunct Jupiter. That's just like overwhelm, mental overwhelm. What's going on? I'm going crazy. I'm getting like just, you know, my mind is, you know, yeah, like I can't sleep. I can't relax. I'm getting anxiety. I'm worrying. I'm getting, I mean, I'm getting shoulder problems, right? Mercury, Mercury and Gemini, Mars going through Gemini, Gemini's the shoulders and the arms. And I'm just like, oh man, my neck and shoulders are fried. <laughs> this is just like, you know, Mars is really freaking pounding us right now. But let me get into, uh, you know, this uh, Sabian symbol for now the first square, the first quarter moon, okay, up there in Aquarius, right? That is, you know, that's, uh, that's uh, basically happening when, did I say? Tuesday. Tuesday. That moon, uh, you know, comes around and it, it, it squares the sun. And that is in Aquarius, obviously, 
Aquarius, 90 degrees from Scorpio. And, uh, and this is, uh, uh, they're at eight degrees something. So it's the ninth degree of Aquarius. Some of you ask me where I get these Sabian symbols. This is the, the, where the moon, if you look at the chart at the beginning of the Pele report, you will see that the moon is up there in Aquarius. And it is the ninth degree of Aquarius squaring the sun. And the symbol is a flag is seen turning into an eagle. The dynamic incorporation of new social values in individuals who exemplify the spiritual potential and greatest significance of these values. All that is implied here is the vitalization of a powerful symbol, its embodiment in a living reality, in a person able to fly in consciousness to the highest spiritual realm. The archetype is given living substance and wings. The image has become a power. You get this? The dream, the image, the archetype, the potential of Jupiter, Neptune, and Pisces can remain that, just that, a flag, <laughs> an idea waving in the wind, right? You know, but like we have the opportunity coming up next Tuesday, babe, eh? you know, this first quarter square moon to embody the values and the principles of a new paradigm and bring forward community, revolution, the new age, whatever you want to call it. It's heightened, liberated consciousness, breaking free from the established norms, whether they be socio-political or religious. It's time to break free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's not through the mind. It's through getting in touch with our essence, essence, essence. So Scorpio has to do with death. We know that you know, the French call the orgasm la petite death. Yeah, you know? So we die. We can die every day. We can die every minute. We can die. Let's not wait until the grand finale, okay, where our soul actually leaves our physical body. But understand that this is a cyclic process, right? You know, the leaves, you know, the trees drop their leaves, you know, every fall. The season of Scorpio, the day of the dead, this, this is the time, okay, you know, where it is time to let go of what is essentially not us, not our truth, and to merge with something bigger, something greater and perhaps also to come into conflict with forces that want to manipulate, dominate, or control us. But no, you know, we're going to stay true. So I want to read this little, just, it's just a little bit more. I know it's a lot of reading today, but 
the ground, it says, which is very interesting, the ground, it has to do with Taurus, the north node in Taurus, opposite the sign of Scorpio death. Where is it? We often hear statements like, death is the moment of truth, or in quotes, death is the point when we finally come face to face with ourselves. And we have seen how those who go through a near-death experience sometimes report that as they witness their lives replayed before them, they are asked questions such as, what have you done with your life? What have you done for others? All of this points to one fact. I love this guy. <laughs> That in death, we cannot escape from who or what we really are. <laughs> Whether we like it or not, our true nature is revealed. But it is important to know that there are two aspects of our being that are revealed at the moment of death our absolute nature and our relative nature. How we are and have been in this life. Which is one of many lives, let's not forget. <laughs> As I have explained in death, all the components of our body and mind are stripped away and disintegrate. Should I repeat that? <laughs> when you die, baby, your mind disintegrates. <laughs> yeah. Along with all your thoughts and stories. <laughs> As the body dies, the senses and subtle elements dissolve. And this is followed by the death of the ordinary aspect of the mind. With all its negative emotions of anger, desire, and ignorance. Finally, nothing remains to obscure our true nature as everything that in life has clouded the enlightened mind has fallen away. And what is revealed is the primordial ground of our absolute nature, which is like a pure and cloudless sky. This is called the dawning of the ground luminosity, or clear light, where consciousness itself dissolves into the all-encompassing space of truth. <laughs> the Tibetan Book of the Dead says of this moment, the nature of everything is open, empty, and naked 
like the sky. Luminous emptiness without center or circumference. The pure, naked Rigpa dawns. Ow! You might want to replay that one. I saved the best till last, man. Do you get it? Do you get the Maya, the illusion, whether it's thoughts or perceptions or stories or sensations or memories or... Let it all fall away. This is the South Node in Scorpio. This is what these eclipses are all about. Let go. And it's scary to let go of old identities, old relationships, old beliefs, old jobs, old sources of income, old bed partners, old whatever. I know, I know. It's hard to move into this place of luminosity. So, what you want to do is you want to repeat the mantra over and over and over again. <laughs> Outside my mind, outside of time, my bare true self will forever shine. This week, may you get down to your bare essential self and, you know, shine. Yeah? The song for this week, I mean, I just love John Prine. I just love John Prine. Uh, go down below in the YouTube and, uh, and click on, uh, you know, the link for Spanish Pipe Dream. And uh, eat a lot of peaches. Throw away your TV. Move to the country. Build yourself a home. <laughs> yeah. So, until later, you know. Have a have a good week. Namaste. Aloha. So much essence. So much essence. So much truth. So much luminosity. So much blue sky. Ow! <laughs>